0: Hey y'all, Pastor Amo here with another episode of Sweet Jesus. Ice cream is sweet. Jesus is sweeter taste and see that the Lord is good. I am here with Stephen Fout of Fout Marketing. Here's a guy who knows how to sell a pastor on a call. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's going on, man?
0: We, we are, uh, we are sitting in the room that, uh, Is actually connected to my office it's a podcast studio here at open arms and uh he sold the call basically he may not have realized it but uh, we walked through there's a there's a door to a closet that connects with this room from my office and he said oh did we tell you about your podcast studio and and he opens the closet door and then there's another door on the other side we walk into this little room and i'm like
1: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it. That's it, man. We delivered. <laughs> Over-delivered here. But so, now we're we have your own designated space here. And, um, you know, blessed to have you here. Obviously, at Open Arms. But um, excited to see you follow in like, I want to do a podcast and trying so to use it, utilizing it, trying to use it. Yeah. I need to use it more, but you're actually, you're, you're crushing it on the episodes, man. You've got more than I think I have. In well, like years. I said, the less you use it, the more flexibility I have. We share the studio space here, but it's cool that like he's, yeah. he's using it and, and getting the word out. Um, So, so it's, it's always cool. fun. So it's kind of cool to be on this side. Yeah. You know, normally yeah. I'm in your seat.
0: Well, and side. that's how it was the first, time I was in here I was on your side yeah and then I had to get used to being over here and and it is kind of weird like oh man here's a guy that knows what he's doing <laughs> <Am> i going <laughs> to look like a fool usually I have people in here they have no idea what's going on oh, and I just great, push man.
1: buttons and and you know make it look yeah. like I'm smart and stuff we should, have, we should have done it it's a long time coming long
0: time coming and yeah. you know hey I'm always open to to doing more but you're yeah. a busy guy No, oh, things are
1: going well very yeah. blessed yeah Great team, great environment, great clients. Hallelujah. A lot of hustle, a lot of Jesus, <laughs> a lot of Jesus, a lot uh, lot of faith for sure in this journey. Yeah, there's a, like
0: a sign, you know, uh, you can put up on the wall. You can get these things. It says, I, I need a whole lot of, uh, a little bit of coffee or a lot of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus, something like that. Mm-hmm. And My wife's got something like that over yeah. a coffee machine. So, yeah. Steven has uh, a marketing company, Fout Marketing. They are at the other end of the hallway in the church that I serve, that Steven's a part of, a member of. Uh, I don't know if people think about using church office space that way. Dude, but it's a
1: great like working environment space. First off, it's a great working environment because you know obviously you're you're surrounded by positivity, right? That's a good thing in the church, you know? <laughs> um, but as far as like shared workspace, I mean, they, yeah, this is something that kind of came out. I, th- I think it obviously was God led, but um, you know, churches, I don't know how many are actually have every office that is fully occupied. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs and small businesses that maybe don't want a huge, massive overhead, but then they don't, they need a place to rent church needs Obviously, revenue that would be a a huge part. Um, So you know, if if you're if you're a small business, if you're a solopreneur, if you're looking to uh, get outside of working from your home, you know, talk to your pastor, talk to your church, and see if they've got office spaces available that you can work out where it makes sense. Obviously, you know, to provide services and funding for the church and the return you get office space. So it's it kind of worked out. I stumbled literally stumbled into. The uh, office now that Drew op- uh, uh, occupies, which Drew's been a regular on your show. <laughs> yeah, I see him on Sundays popping up here. I'm Sundays like, with
0: Drew, we're gonna we're gonna make is it that a S- standing. U- I it was supposed to
1: be, but the last Sud? couple of weeks Sunday. Sunday no, it was Swift. We'll come up with. We'll call him something. Catcher for
0: that. Well, S U N D A E S is what we're gonna call Sunday. it. Sunday, and we're gonna have Sundays ice cream. Sundays, I love that. We That's just cool. gotta get the cooler. Very cool. the freezer. We need a cooler. But yeah. back to your Yeah,
1: yeah. So so I basically the way that I came about of of discovering an old closet that was in here at first was I, I had a client of mine who needed a, a a space to record an audio book. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, Well, I was working at my house at the time. And so I was like, Well, not come to my house to record the audio. So I reached out to Lisa, the church administrator, and said, Look, can I have a one of the rooms in here to just have my client come in and record an audio. It's quiet. We'll do it in the middle of the day. And she was like, yeah, sure. No problem. She came in here. Client came in, aud- recorded the audio book. And, um, our previous pastor, Pastor Rod Posh was, was kind of walking me through the different showing where the rooms were. And I was like that room with the file cabinets, like <laughs> what is that doing? And he's like, well, it's just kind of holding file cabinets. Yeah. And I was like, can I rent that? And he was like, I don't see why not. So we <laughs> kind of proposed to the board and was like, Hey, there's some revenue can come in just be by myself, you know, flash forward three years later. Right. Yeah. Uh, the company has grown, but I think it's been able to like utilize. That's was like a God led opportunity. I think it was like, Hey, look, here's a way to get you out your house. I couldn't afford a full office space, mm-hmm. you know, with utilities and, and whatnot at the time. And so um, I was like, well, I mean, let me just try it and see how it works you know, and I was able to get up and go and, you know, go to the office every day. I had a small little desk that was around the church, <laughs> somewhere around here. I just kind of <laughs> used to the church desk and now it's, um, just kind of grown over time. And, and so now we've got our own podcast studio here. Drew's now in my, in my old office, I negotiated a bigger hall, room. Yeah. Lord, yeah. So like, so it's, it's been like, it's the, the, the as the car company has grown, so has our, space here but also so has the donations that we give to the church and we do all the videos with you guys yeah, on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. all the content you guys see with pastor amel um it's uh all we, you we, we produce all it you all guys. so yeah um so it's kind of really it's a really good partnership it's i think it's helped getting the word out for what you do and the message is going to be and then we're able to deliver it at high quality and so it's just a it's a good yeah. really good situation
0: and you know there are a lot of churches with a lot of space yeah <laughs> And I think churches need to probably be thinking more about that. They're they're obviously needing money. The fewer people that come. Sure. But if it can offset
1: revenue by, you know, extra funds, that's just their offices aren't being used. And Mm -hmm. maybe you don't, you know, and you have to be select, obviously, selective at who you work with. But maybe there's a real estate agent. Maybe there is somebody in insurance. Maybe there is a social media marketing entrepreneur who's tired of working on his dining room table and wants to come have an office space to go to because he, they can't get motivated to go to work, you know, or just like now with COVID people are working remotely. Maybe they need a break out of their house and wants a place to go. So it could be part-time. It could be a full-time situation, but like, still I think it's an opportunity definitely that churches should explore given this whole really big push into entrepreneurship and, you know, companies are cutting back, they're trying to eliminate like retail space. So that could be an opportunity for, for churches to, to generate some revenue that maybe they didn't project. And really, I mean, the, the, your fixed cost is still the same. So it's, it's um, it can be all- Definitely all
0: gonna different. rethink space. And this has just been, I mean, I was just excited to see that there was some creativity already going on with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, church has got to get better at that. There's a guy I know who is, uh, he, he just took a new call, new, mm-hmm. new place. And he's working on a university campus. And one of the, I mean, this just blew my mind, right? They have some space. They own this land, right? And they are essentially leasing the land. I forget exactly the details of it, but basically they're letting someone knock down their building and build this enormous high-rise, like, student living space. And then for free, they get to have X amount of space on the ground floor of the building Mm -hmm. that they can use for ministry and then
1: everything else is housing. It's got to get creative. Like there's so many creative ways with real estate today you could do that. Now all the kids, they got to go through your space, right? Like you're not off down the road. You're like, you know, and and people like, well, you know, you know, you're, we're operating outside of a church. Like every client that we, that works without marketing that knows who we are and what we represent, obviously Christian based and faith based and whatnot. Like when they come into our, like to our offices, they're just like blown away that like, that we just do, are doing this and it's, and they're like, and it's, and it's like, yeah, like I'm not, it's not a shame to have like, yeah it'd be great to have a big old building on, you know, middle of flat L, but we don't need that. Everything we do is digital and everything. A lot of our client we go out a lot, you yeah. know? And when our clients come in, they're like, this is amazing. like This is great. Like this is a uh, clients of mine. Million dollar companies, and they're like, "Dude, your office is like triple the size of my office <laughs> in the space." So, so it's like, I mean, we got a really good thing going here, so we're happy to be a part of it. And yeah, and there, the growth. So,
0: there's uh, something to be said about learning from, I guess, the failure of churches, right? So, like, why mm-hmm. would you go big, right. building big in a world that's oh. shifting, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta be nimble. You gotta be. You gotta be able to
1: move, be able to have speed and move quick. a lot of times when you over, and this is all just everything Mm -hmm. in life, when you start over leveraging, whether it's like your house or your car or your bills or anything that you're doing like that, uh, the ability that slows you down to do and make moves because you're stuck because you you can't, you can't do what you want to do. You can't take a job you want to take. You can't, um, move how fast the world is moving. It's only going to get faster. It's not going to slow down. Right. Churches are pretty bad at this. (laughs) So, so yeah, so, (laughs) so, you know, um, I mean, I, I think it's just a matter of being able to adapt to, to go quick and to know it's almost like you have to have, you know, it's, it's like macro level patience, but then like micro level speed working like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 so it's like, you have to look at the picture as far as like, uh, it's going to take a while, but I think if you can move quickly and pivot quickly and follow the attention as it shifts from platform to platform to platform it's going to keep shifting and so it's like so if you can follow the audience follow the attention follow where people are spending their time and communicate your message at scale quickly over time you should win and winning isn't so much about like likes and video views and it's a matter of like how much content can you put out how much how much flow can you push to the universe, you know? And over time, that should return either through awareness, branding, um, you know, marketing. You know, I, I don't. Th- I don't think you actually can judge it based upon like income, revenue, or I think it's just an overall like attention, mm-hmm. you know. Because right now, like how our company grew so fast was you know, I'm not, I wasn't out making sales calls. Like, so we've created so much powerful energy push into the marketplace mm-hmm. that like the demand is now starting to, we're starting to pull, right? It's pulling into us What, on inbound. So like we don't spend a bunch of money on running Facebook ads, but but at the same time, we're creating content consistently.
0: Well, every time somebody asks you to put up a Facebook ad, your name is attached to it. Well, So you're sort of, every well, in- time you post something, you are... Like it's free advertising for like you. when we
1: run client like our client ads or like
0: three Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, like with the videos that we do, right? I mean, at the end, you know, special thanks to marketing. There's oh, yeah, something yeah, there yeah, 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 that's yeah, got yeah. your well, and also
1: too, we also we, we cross promote everything. So like clients of ours that come in and do work with us, like we're we are cross promoting on our channels. Hey, look what we did, check this project out, yeah. look at the behind the scenes, yeah. which just pushes them out even more. So mm-hmm. on top of their video they're getting for their company, we're also showcasing behind the scenes how we made it. It's a it's like this incredible virtuous circle of like
0: <laughs> you just keep loving on each other and it's like well, that's wow. i
1: mean you, yeah you because you have to cross networks like you have to share the stage mm-hmm. right so it's like so you know if, if you're if your stage only has you know 250 people on it like let's say your audience mm-hmm. right but like what's happening right now with you and i so like so once this podcast drops you're gonna share it i'm gonna share it right mm-hmm. so i'm gonna hijack your audience you're yep. gonna hijack my audience Yep. It's a cross promotion. We're stronger together. And it's like I'm now gonna be on your stage. You're now gonna be on my stage. Yep. Right. So when you do that, you have to use other people's stages. And I think a lot of times people get stuck into their own, I've just got to push my content on my channel. No, bring in people who have a larger audiences, B, you know, that that are interesting, that are engaging, that you can cross promote to get more awareness, more viewership. I mean, it's 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 all about just pushing. And I think what happens is um, people underestimate the amount of push it requires to literally break through yeah. the world we live in today.
0: I mean, all the stuff that I'm doing, Yeah, it's not even, it's probably like a quarter of what it should be or needs to be. Maybe only 10%.
1: There's more. You can always yeah. do more. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. And even us Absolutely. too as a company, like I know we can do so much more you know, and, it's, and, and it's, but, but you only got so much time. And we so much time, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's really just dedicating and putting attention to it. And say, okay, I'm going to start like, I'm, I'm a little layout. I'm like, I could sit here today for an hour and take every video we created mm-hmm. and schedule content on my page to post from now until the end of June. I could do that. Wow. But it's, me sitting here and I'm not gonna make a note of that somewhere. I'll tell somebody <laughs> to remind me to do that. But like, if I took an hour and did that, that would, yeah, for sure. You can do that. Like we have enough yeah. content to put out. And I think that's the thing too, people get into into uh, um, flow marketing is, is it's like, well, I don't know what to post and I don't know how often to post and I don't know what yeah. to post. I don't know. What do you share? And what do you, what do you give out? It's like, You know we try to just document not create so like we document the behind the scenes like we don't try to create the perfect post for us we just kind of like just take little like random video clips that sean will film and we drop them on social and you know we found that worked what worked better was showing our process so Mm -hmm. so, so that's a little bit kind of like what we do um but it's well but but it applies to everybody
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. The I, everybody. I mean, I guess I have a hard time sometimes with behind the scenes stuff because, Hey, I'm behind the scenes. I just spent three <laughs> hours working on a sermon. Real exciting.
1: You could, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you could go back into like how you like build and front, like your framework of what the sermon is. Like you could, you know, Hey, this is what I'm thinking of. And this is how, like, how do you build? Do you start from the back or do you start from the front? Like, like how, what do you like, mean? Uh, like, 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 do you start with this is how I'm going to end the sermon, and then like reverse engineer how to get there?
0: Ah, oh, man, I guess I wish I knew my process better. That's probably my biggest problem. So you just sit down and start writing?
1: Nah, yeah, not exactly. I mean, I
0: kind of have an idea of like the series that we're in right now. You know, so I say, hey, we're we're doing this Easter series, and I kind of jump off of this idea of Jesus rising again on mm-hmm. Easter, right? And then we just had that crucified with Christ called the blessed thing and And that was kind of focused on sharing our faith, developing relationships with people. And so here's uh, Easter, and wow, we really have something to share. I actually sit sat down with uh, Charlie Truax, you know, Pastor Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh man, I, this was months ago, right? I'm like, hey, you got any ideas? like, and he just said, "Hey, well, we've really got something to share. And I just jumped off of that and went into this whole thing about, see, we're alive, crucified with Christ, alive with Christ. Uh, we got a. Uh, we're truly alive, fully alive, more fully alive. There, there's a better life now and later. So, so what does that mean? What does he give us now and then? These these five points that I had come across somewhere in a book, uh, watching somebody talk about it, and uh, saying these are the kind of the deep needs that people have. So I sort of started with the end, I mm-hmm. guess, in that sense. But that's not something that I've used to. I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I've been trained to take a schedule of readings look at the readings and say okay what am i going to talk about from that reading you know so maybe that's uh starting with the beginning yeah I don't have you ever
1: know. got to the point where you like got like 80 percent and was like no this isn't I,
0: i've written the whole thing and started over that's okay multiple times
1: yeah yeah just like not feeling it
0: yeah it just doesn't flow yeah it, for me it's more about flow and and sometimes the writing actually brings that out so oh yeah Uh, But yeah, that would be, I don't know how helpful a behind the scenes thing that would be. But you mentioned something about sharing the stage. And I'm not sure this is something that, well, first off, our culture is just so crazy. I think people are afraid, more more afraid now than ever to share the stage with people because they go, well, what if I share the stage with this person? What if I associate myself with this person and then something about them Causes some sort of backlash. Mm -hmm. You know, they say something, they do something, and now I got to deal with that. Uh, But then, churches in general, like we don't typically promote each other's stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're in the same denomination, like you're in the same tribe, we all kind of agree on almost everything, maybe not everything, but pretty close. Uh, But you've got some fundraiser, but I've got a fundraiser, and that's more important. And if I tell people about your fundraiser, maybe they won't have enough money to go and and spend money at my fundraiser or or my event right we want to have lots of people at this event we want lots of exposure at this event but i don't really want to publicize your event at the expense of my event Mm. right and and i think we miss kind of the synergy that you're talking about i don't know if you use that word or not but i think that's kind of what you're getting we can all promote each other
1: oh yeah like i'm a full like promote 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 like promote 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 not don't stop promoting like that's that is whether it's my event your event his event her event people I think today especially like in the political climate we live in Mm -hmm. are going to redirect political funds I think somewhere so I think so I think I think people are just tired of what's been happening just on both sides right so I think you're gonna what's gonna happen is you're gonna find people that are looking to give to better causes right so if you can promote you know Bob's event up the street, you know, Chris's event over here. And you can condition people to get behind church ministry and church events, Mm -hmm. whether it's your event, my event. I mean, there's no shortage of cash, period. Like on the, the, this is like, I think I saw somewhere it was, where it was like, I don't know, 40%, 40% of the money that's in, in circulation today didn't exist two years ago. Wow. Like it's insane. They just keep printing money. Like maybe that's not such a good thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. (laughs) uh, I'm not smart enough to know. But 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 it's but it's it just they just keeps coming and come pushing. It keeps pushing everything out. Now it's worth less, but it's still like everybody has it. So I think the more you can the the idea of well if I promote for this event, it's going to take away from my event. No, I think I think you promote, and then while you're at the event, you're like, hey, by the way, you're here Mm -hmm. next Saturday. We're doing this big crawfish deal or whatever it may be. And it's like getting people to get reconditioned as opposed to, well, I'm just going to go do this one thing and I'm only going to support one fish fry and I'm only going to support one school. I'm like, Mm -hmm. like it's just when you're in that giving mode, you know, you start to um, just want to get more, right? Because you see your money is it's, it's helping, right? Well, and I think
0: people, you, you know, you may share something, of somebody else's that reaches a person that likes that particular cause and yes. they may never have given a dime to you no. for your whatever you're doing right uh, but now that person is going to say well I'm going to share theirs
1: well it's also too it's also so, association right so like so if you're the quality of what you're of what you're doing like if i see hey we you know we're we're supporting like we just Supporting the uh, St. Tammany Coroner's Office for the Cribs for Kids. Yes, I saw that. Right. So, good stuff. so we're we're a big a big partner with theirs. Like we donated like monetarily to them, and we're going to be doing some content around it because I'm a father of two. Like I can only imagine. It's good stuff. Like with the, because that really kind of sits home with me. But I didn't know about it until a client of ours was like, "Hey, we're behind this event," and I'm like, "Well, we want to get behind it. Like <laughs> this is a great." I didn't know about it, and yeah. now we've got a great relationship now with the Coroner's Office, and so now we're doing some content with them. And it's just because of, of, of giving and doing what we're doing, you're able to be exposed to new opportunities to help people. Right. So that's kind of what we're, um, what we're doing. So it's, um, I, I think, I think you got, whether you're individual pastor, church, small business owner, you know, whatever you're in, like the platforms are there, people are on them. It has traffic, it has attention, just got to promote, 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 and just try to break through because there's so much, there's so much noise in the marketplace. It's just this on top of kids in schools and summer times coming up and things are opening up and start people starting to travel again. And, and, you know, people are just like, well, I'm just going to post one thing <laughs> this week. I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, yeah, and that's don't it even for do the it. Month. Like, I yeah. mean, yeah, right. Yeah. It's yeah. just like every well, a client us the other day, what if, can we post too much? It's impossible. It's impossible. You think so? Absolutely, it's impossible. Mm. Because Facebook's their algorithm is only going to show you what is actually good content. Just because you th- just because you put it on your page doesn't mean that everybody's going to see it. Well, yeah. I, so 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 this like this podcast might drop on a Wednesday, but it might not sh- get shown to people on my feed till Friday because the people that follow my page or follow my con or follow our pay- our profile only view our content on this time of the day and Facebook's gonna put yeah. it there so it's you, you just gotta and if it's garbage content Facebook won't show it it's just, <laughs> I mean it's just it's, it's, it's they're not gonna show it yeah They'll, they're gonna hide it so it's it's um just gotta just push hard
0: so you mentioned uh noise right like there's there's all this stuff going on is there an element of as you try to break through is there an element of the you know the person-to-person connection I, so like it depends Which on the mean, person who shares it right so like if i have a relationship with you yeah. that's what makes me consider the content not so much that i have like, like seeing like, the give content it, like give an on example
1: there. like so for what like just well, well, me a, a I mean, post. like
0: this right okay. i mean yeah. the 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 fact that you and i have a relationship means whatever you post if i share it that's what makes it matter. It's not well, just the content for itself. Right, right. Way. So, so
1: I mean, like, but, like, what will happen is, the, like, so we'll, we'll, post, we'll post the episode out. You'll share it on your personal page and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll share it on my page as well. I've got people that will see it and then go, oh, mm-hmm. this is interesting. And he's got a podcast. And that's yeah. Ramel. And Sweet Jesus. Next thing you know, they, they go back and listen to, like, three or four episodes Yeah. Or, or start finding your content. Then that person can go, wait a minute. He's in Slidell. He's a pastor, open arms. He watches a video. Next thing you know, he walks in the doors, open arms, whereas that that person may or may not have been exposed to Mm -hmm. what you did. So all of the content you're doing while, you know, and this can go across any church that, you know, five views, six downloads, eight people share it. Don't worry about the metrics, right? Because all it takes is one person. For mm. to change, your, if you're doing what you're doing for to change lives, all it takes is one person. If you can, if this podcast, this episode can draw one person to follow you, yeah. to listen to your content, that picks up a Bible and starts trying to get to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then whatever we do, what we're doing here is worth our time. Yeah, and what we're yeah. Doing. yeah. Well, I, I there's, there's a lot of Bible passages that say that too.
0: I could but I'm not gonna go yeah. off quoting on all those right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, because I've had a lot of people that as the whole COVID lockdown and everything, you know, progressed and they're like trying all this new stuff, um, really kind of beating themselves up, getting frustrated, like, hey, I've only got a few people watching. I went through this whole elaborate process to create a, a digital worship service or a digital Bible study. You know, I got a handful of people. Uh, part of what I want to say to them is like, well, how many people did you have in that Bible study before? Mm-hmm. You know, cause I think most of them, maybe, maybe there's some of the bigger Bible studies, but I would say they were pretty close. And I may have mentioned this to you once before, this is with everything that you were just saying, you know, three days later and all this other kind of stuff about how it goes through this process with algorithms and, and eventually winds up in someone. Did I tell you the quote about Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett's mm-hmm. quote? He's got a quote. He's, not the richest man anymore, second or third richest man in the world. He's Um, doing okay though. He's doing okay. Yeah. (laughs) Him and Bill Gates are buddies. You know, they're trying to get people to, uh, donate millions and billions of dollars, but he's got this quote and he says something like, until you find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. Yes. And I took that at one point and I went, Oh my goodness, that's an, That's like ministry. Mm -hmm. Like until I figure out a way to duplicate what I'm doing while I'm sleeping, Mm -hmm. I will do this until I die. In fact, it might kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anybody has been in ministry uh, long enough knows that ministry can, uh, it's one of the least healthy professions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew that Uh, just because of the stress and and all the stuff that goes into it, but that's what this does Mm -hmm. and Maybe you only get the nine views now, but you get that one person who goes back and gets something out of it. You're actually creating a history of everything you've done. We're we like document everything. For yeah. sure. yeah. before well, the journey
1: itself. I mean, like it's it's that's something that we've done. like we've we started documenting the journey of the company. and you know, we just made three years. I look back, of course, you know Facebook it pops up on your feed, you know, a, you know your your memory from a year ago. A year ago, we celebrated our second anniversary, and Brittany was pregnant for Leia, Right, so we're looking back on what life was like when it was just me, Livy, and Brittany. Yeah. You know, so without those memories of those documentation and that content that lives on the internet forever, yeah, like forever.
0: People are using Facebook as their their personal scrapbooks. They well, document yeah. evidence, you know, events. Oh yeah, and they want it so that it's a memory next year right?
1: And five years from now and put 10 it in years there. from now. But That's just, why it just lives up on. on. there. Yeah. yeah. So like, so the, con- like the thing is, like, think about this way. So this is what's crazy, right? So like your podcast today that you're doing right now that you think is, or whoever's doing content, five views, 10, 120 downloads, whatever it may be, like your voice is going to be in the, on the history of the internet. Yeah. So like Elijah and Elliot's kids will be able to hear you. Yeah. That's pretty wild think about this. I've thought about that actually. So forget yeah. the fact of what happens <laughs> in our lifetime, right? Yeah. Like it would have been all, like I lost my, my dad'll be gone 2 years in July. If he had do, like done and he was in the sales space and 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 so like but but late in his career the social media stuff didn't really like it it was just it didn't pertain he was in marine sales, it didn't pertain to what he did for his business, right? But today in today's world, I mean like what I'm putting out there, like Olivia and Leia and like they're kids will be able to follow this journey of building whatever we're building and doing whatever we're doing yeah. to live on forever. So who cares about the five people today?- mm-hmm. like who cares? Maybe it's just
0: the one, it's one of your kids that one of your kids I see it decides to start listening to this stuff. That's kind of And so, that, so that's yeah.
1: why you, you don't do it for the listens and for the downloads. It's like you're making your mark in history and you're literally putting yourself out there so that you are putting your digital footprint and it's lasting will last forever. And that's ultimately what, you know, what lives on because, you know, there come a point, a, a place in time when the good Lord calls your name mm-hmm. and people are going to want to go back and just listen to what you had to say. Yeah. And it's not valuable today, but it may be valuable in 10 years Yeah, or in five yeah. years or whenever. you know? Yeah. So that's why it's, it's, it, yeah, it gets the attention it gets it gets people out there. But for me personally, like selfishly, like I'm doing a lot of this stuff because it's my kids' kids are going to have something, you know?
0: You know, that's unbelievable. You just blew my mind there. <laughs> <laughs> and I've thought about this. I actually have. I've thought like, you know, I hope that what I'm putting out there, my kids will they'll have it available to them because I don't know if I'm going to be able to have all the faith conversations that I want to have with them, mm-hmm. but if I – but provide enough of the conversations that I wish I had with them. Then it's available. Right. I'm
1: going to like rock your world right now. So imagine fast forward, like 40 years, 50, 45 years, 50 years, maybe I'll have to check on the math here, but Elijah sitting down with his son, who's 18. Yeah. Listening to like his grandpa, to his talk grandpa. About. Yeah. That's deep stuff. Whether
0: yeah. or not I am anything close to Billy Graham ever. <laughs> That's what Billy Grant. I mean, like think but, about but Billy this Graham is what, and his this kids, need, they this, watch his videos and stuff. This, and this now, is why people need to,
1: need to create content. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. In your, in your modern day, in your work, in your world, for sure. But just how this internet thing is not going anywhere mm-hmm. forever. So when you look at, at, um, you know, people that will, it's, oh man, I wish I'd have done that. Yeah. I wish I'd have had something. It doesn't take anything. You don't have to have a fancy studio and all. I mean, but if you turn the mic and start talking. Talk about, you know, how you got where you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what's, you know, there's no real judge of anything. I mean, just just do it, you know. And and I never really, when I first started my podcast, like, I didn't have, you know, I had some haters that were like, oh, man, like, dude, let me, then where's your podcast? <laughs> oh, you don't have one. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. Like, it, yeah. it's just like, who? I don't, I don't, I, I stopped. I think the biggest thing for me was like, I stopped listening to what other people were saying and just like focused on what I was doing, which was ultimately like, how do I help companies? How do I help people? How do I take what I know or what I learned or what I see happening and help people make better decisions on what they're doing with their life and their business. And, you know, we've been really blessed with some really, really, really great partners and relationships and friends, the business. So it's been, um, it's been a, like a, a wild ride, but it, f- it feels like it's just like, like, getting started. Like it I don't feel like we've been in it for three years. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I've been here a year, and it feels like, in one hand, like it's flown by. Yeah. Uh, too fast, or like we really just got here. But then on the other hand, it's like I've always been here. <laughs> I feel like you've always like I've known you forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a str- <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it's, it's a just we- been... It's
1: a strange like. But I think that's just the power of relationships. And I think you're connecting with people that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's bigger than um, people can think. Like, I think it's the relationships are the key to everything, especially today in today's world. Like it's all about relationships. Yeah.
0: You know, that's kind of what I was getting at before when I was saying, you know, the sharing the stage and everything, it actually, we can't throw out the people part. Right, like the people part is actually the leverage for the the like oh, and absolutely. the share. Yeah, in, in in this crazy world where people are afraid to say anything or or advocate for anything, yeah, um, because of the retaliation that's out there, just the Facebook mafia, Facebook mob, you know, <laughs> right. something. Uh, so, uh, but but that's actually something that you know, why is your church only getting a few views? it's because no one's
1: interacting with it. Right, right.
0: <laughs> you know, no one's willing to put their do they name even on know? it.
1: Right, do they even know? And that's like, do they know it's it's out there or it's being pushed? And it's, it's like, it's just... Well, you, even if
0: you have five views, there are five people that know. Yeah, and if those five people did something
1: with it... Shared it. That would definitely lead to 25. Sure. Right, in no time. Yeah.
0: But people aren't but, willing but I, to do But I
1: think, I think the content also has to be... it. it you, you can't kick in the front door and be like, this is what I think you should. I think it needs to be like, like if if a if a if a church is to do content or it can't be around like the scripture and the word. It has to be about just like in like real life conversations. Okay, you know, and it draws people in. Like it draws you into the relationship, and it's like, oh, by the way, I'm also a pastor at this church. I'm also, you know, that's how I kind of. It, it's it's it starts with the relationship. I think part part first part. You know, I think a lot of people may have a. Um, a distant, socially distant relationship <laughs> with the church. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and how do you get? I think now more than ever. I mean, if there was ever no more time where, like, deeply rooted faith, like, the mm-hmm. world is not your friend when it comes to like, <laughs> no. you know, which is kind of yeah. like you know, I know we talked about like business on this podcast a little bit here, but I I I, I do want to hit on the fact of like how it had like my faith journey to get to where I am now. Um, You know, I was, I was talking to um, one of Olivia's friends, dad's with this, with this party of the weekend and he was asking me like what I did. And he's like, man, that's just, that's a risk. That's a big, I mean, to just jump and do your own thing. I was like, big yeah, time. but big time. It's also a risk staying where I was at. Like that's a risk too. not being able to be in control of what, you know, I had no control in corporate zero, yeah. like they just, Oh, congratulations. We just slashed your commissions and this is your new accounts. And this is what you're going to do. And by the way, I got to be here at eight o'clock and you know, I'm like, this is uh this is not, I think what I was born to do.
0: There's always a risk always. It's not like you're deciding to take a risk or deciding not to take a risk. There's always a risk. I, I used to be in uh, financial sales, I work for Thrivent, a financial services company for Christians, kind of, and there is this thing, you know, when you're trying to help somebody figure out how they should invest their money, there's different, they call risk tolerances. There's aggressive allocations, there's moderate, and then there's conservative. Uh, You know, the things that are guaranteed, right? And then things that aren't guaranteed, but tend to produce the highest returns over time you can be as conservative as you want and take quote no risk mm-hmm. but at the end inflation will destroy whatever yeah right so like you actually have potentially greater risk for not
1: taking oh risk you, you, yeah yeah but yeah by not taking any action like whatsoever yep. it's done like it's like
0: that yeah. was me coming here too you know i'm i mean that was pretty, pretty big risk i look mm-hmm. back yeah, you know, man, I don't know. It. I mean, it's, it's sometimes I, I try not to think about it maybe is what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, I blocked it- <laughs> out the fact that there was this enormous thing that I was, <laughs> was planning on doing, you know, and I, but, but if I didn't do this, like I knew that this was the future. Right. I know that at some point is very likely that church in general, the way we understand it today may not exist. Right. The actual physical building or at least the way that it works, right? Like, right. I don't know how long tr- there'll be, there will always be some churches mm-hmm. in a traditional sense, but I, I don't know how many of them there will be. I don't know whether you can make a living off of them or not. Mm-hmm. And
1: so I felt like I gotta have something like this sure. to, to at least start to go into that. Well, you're having, you're having the, the converse, you're having the conversation delivered on a, on the non-traditional setting, mm-hmm. right? Your voice is being heard digitally right and you're doing something in
0: indonesia did you know that do you have any listeners in indonesia i do not <laughs> international
1: <laughs> germany what ireland the robots are real people i don't know i, <laughs> I don't know you're the expert <laughs> not me i need to check on those yeah. anchor could be full yeah. of uh, you yeah. know what i yeah. mean I, but uh yeah no that's what it said
0: international I, man
1: yeah it's unbelievable worldwide
0: it's probably like one guy who <laughs> like <laughs> got really bored. Probably like
1: somebody who did their anchor account was scrolling through and checked off Pakistan by mistake as opposed to the United States. They thought
0: somehow my name, all the letters got jumbled together and they thought it was a country or something, right. you know, like with, or the county next door or something. My name is just as big disaster. You don't know, of,
1: man. Maybe they're searching for Jesus online, man. They could be. I mean, Indonesia's a
0: Muslim stronghold, right? I they mean, that's go. a pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. yeah we're, everything's good. I and mean, we're, um, yeah, yeah. look the fact that you're doing this is ex- is ex- exciting because you're following through on what you know you said you were gonna do and we're doing it and yeah. i'm i'm proud of you and proud of like what you've done for open arms and right. it's it's a um it's just really cool to see you like embrace it because it's real it's not going anywhere yeah i i, I think so you
0: yeah. know? and uh, i appreciate that and appreciate the opportunity to be able to do this um you talked a little bit about your faith journey i know mm-hmm. you got to go I got some time. We're good. I ask this question to everybody. Yeah. What is it that makes Jesus so sweet to you?
1: Um, you, you started to go there. That's why I would yeah. figured I'd um, press you a little bit more. I, I think it's the fact of, well, this is interesting. So I grew up Catholic, grew up Catholic school. and But when I came to Open Arms, it was... I felt something that that I didn't feel, it, and it wasn't that it was so much missing as the fact that like it was like, like an eye open experience that like I knew Jesus, but like the relationship wasn't there, right? And I think the timing of when I came to realize that there was more, right? It wasn't that like I was that I I wasn't given or spiritually fulfilled in because uh, I got an incredible education. Like Catholic school, with St. Mark and Mary, with the Pope John Paul, like mm. parents did everything. They put me through private school. Like developed, just like really good, like social interactive skills, and and it just was a, it was a great environment for me. But it was like, man, like I was just there was so I was like there's so much more out there that I know now that I didn't know, you know, mm. growing up, um, and the relationship aspect of it is what makes it so sweet. Is that I feel like. I can just like talk to me time like just be like you know and it's whether it's like walking my dog at night or it's like just in times where where you know I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed with things Um, and it happens a lot more lately than it ever has but um, I think what's sweet about Jesus is the fact that like he's in my mind like he's always there to listen and when I talk to him I feel at peace yeah, does that I mean, make sense? Well, it does to me. Yeah, but I wanted you to say it because yeah. I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to say that kind of stuff. <laughs> but but that's that's <laughs> I think that's that for me is what makes it sweet is that like is is the calmness and the peacefulness that I feel when I'm in a communication with him. Yeah, and that that's given me a like a lot of strength when I feel like I can't do things or when I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed. How are we going to do this? But um, yeah, that was, that's something I think that for sure is, it's really sweet about him.
0: There's a Bible passage that I go back to all the time. It's uh, Isaiah 26, three, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Um, So I go back to, obviously I go back to Jesus an awful lot. I've, Done it more during more intense times like you've said yep. and so uh i think jesus actually sweetens tough times in sure. that sense because it, yeah. it draws you closer um one of the things i'd i'd just like to not so much ask you a question but draw out a little bit and and throw it out there for people that might be listening is uh, this idea that what you may have experienced at one point uh, whatever not, and I'm not trying to hate on Catholics. I got no, a few no. Catholics that I got coming in here. Yeah, no, it's it's and, a it's a great
1: it's a great felt like a foundation the, of like
0: they're good people. Yeah, and and there's a wide variety within Catholicism, mm-hmm. huge variety. So you can't really paint it with no. a whole lot of broad brushes. I'm just saying generally that what you may have grown up with in the church, you know, because probably people that have left the church that might listen. I hope. Uh, what you may have grown up with isn't necessarily all there is. Right. Uh, there's a guy, I just read an article this morning. Do you know who John Piper is? No. He's a big time Baptist pastor out in Minneapolis. He retired like eight years ago. So he's older, you know, he's in his 70s probably. Written a whole bunch of books and just very well known around the world. And his son has like this TikTok. TikTok following now of like a million people and he's going on and on and on about how terrible it was to grow up in the church the fundamentalist christian right kind of thing something like that and and i just wonder if you know and he's got a huge following there are a ton of people that are going after that and i'm thinking well what you experienced isn't what everybody experienced right right (laughs) you know there's more to this there's more to jesus than just hey let's uh You know, there's a bunch of crazy people who are just hurting people, oppressing people, uh, judging people, you you know, there's more to this. There's way more to this. And, and there are some people that have been hurt by Christians for sure. And hurt by churches, hurt by pastors. Their dad's a pastor, you know, uh, but
1: that's not Jesus, right? You know, there's, there's still Jesus. Right. (laughs) Well, I I think the main thing is, I think that I talked to friends of mine who are born and raised Catholic, and I think they just have they they have a lot of questions, you know. And I feel like they're thirsty, like they're like they're thirsty for more knowledge in mm-hmm. a re- relationship. And I feel I can't speak behind the like, course of, of every Catholic, I just can't, right? But but when the people I've talked to, they I you know, and they they, you know, I never would be the type to be like, let me tell you about how this is like impacting my life or like how Jesus. That just wasn't the thing to do you didn't talk about it like you went to mm-hmm. church on sunday and you went home and that was it it yeah. wasn't life groups There wasn't church you didn't do church people things right you know um air quotes right church people right <laughs> that was just weird like you didn't yeah. do it but now it's like our church family is like massive here you know and i mean people are just like it's just incredible when you can when when the power of christ like pulls everybody together and, and they do his work I mean, you just feel great. Like that, that was yesterday.
0: And I know you got to miss out on it.
1: You had to miss out on it because, yeah, Brittany's working.
0: I a nine-month-old and a five-year-old. Yeah, I was, I was so outnumbered. I'm not bringing this up to, like, beat you over the head or anything or yeah. shame you or anything, yeah. but you're talk literally talking about it. We had somebody in our life group yeah. move, and they wanted to help moving, and we just showed, showed up, up with this army of people. It's amazing. And I... They were going to feed us at the The family owns a restaurant. Uh, Koi's is the best. I mean, yeah, food, like unbelievable. <laughs> and they were all bribing us like, hey, we'll feed you afterward. I felt bad because I feel like <laughs> they blessed us more than we, we blessed them. them. Like we yeah. didn't even break a sweat. Yeah. You know, we, it, because there was just so many of us. We just, it just was done in no time.
1: Uh, but, but that's everybody coming just together. Just example. That's just one of like many 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 examples. Yep. I mean, and that's just kind of who we are. And that was my thing when you came down here for your call visit was like I knew what we had to offer. I knew how close our church family was. We weren't just selling the the I mean, it was real. Like we everybody mm-hmm. was got behind it and got like it just was it was amazing and and I think you felt that genuine it wasn't just a Call, it, was, it wasn't, we didn't just go get people and, and, and call. People it was different. Together. It was different. Yeah. It was different. it was different. And my
0: wife said that. Yeah. You know, we showed up and she comes and she's like, I thought we were just coming to be polite.
1: So you want to hear a funny story? So, sure. so, so when you, you, I never tell you the story we to the airport to pick you up. What happened?
0: I feel like maybe you did okay. like so, months later, but okay. I don't so, know if I got the whole story. So,
1: so, so Brittany and I get tasked to go pick up Heather You're and Amos us up? from yep. the very first time, like the very first face of open arms is me and Brittany. I was think she, she was pregnant, I think, wasn't she? I don't remember. She was. She was, she yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think you guys so, had your uh, gender reveal yes. that weekend. So, yeah. That's right. What, what so so they go, okay, do not be late. Make sure you're on time. Go to the airport. Clean your car. Do whatever, okay. So I forget to, like, wash the car before I go to the airport, <laughs> right? And we just bought this Yukon, but, like, it was it had rain or whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm. We're going to go get it cleaned on the way to the airport. So we go to, like, this, like, Car wash place that like the car rods around and does whatever. Okay, well, like we we get in and we timed it right just to be just right the airport just enough time, and we get stuck in the car wash behind a car that like literally jumped the tracks on the car wash, okay? And we're sitting there. Brittany's like panicking, and I'm like... Because you can't back up. No, you can't back up. We were, we were in the middle of the car wash. Like, we were in... Like, our, in the, with the we water? Were, the water was going. They oh, shut it down. The, like, two cars ahead of us. The guy you know, says, like, don't touch your steering wheel. He touched the steering wheel. His his wheel went over the track. Um, I don't know how they fixed it, but I could have swore we would be stuck in the car wash. I'm like, praying, please, guy, please let me get out of here. <laughs> this is not... This is, so... I never heard this story. <laughs> you this never. Is, have? I never heard this story. Oh man! No. Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought it was something else. No, no. The car was like our car to pick you up was. We were stuck in the car wash, and Brittany's like, "Why didn't you do this last night?" I'm like, "I don't know." Yes, power prayer, get me out of here, well, Lord. We're coming, Amal. <laughs> just so you know,
0: uh, you could have come with a dirty car. I know. But, I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge it. Yet. But it would. But
1: it would have been nice to show up, and you know, the car was like clean and stuff like that. So, but that was a funny story because we were literally stuck. And like, yeah, what could go wrong? Like, what could go wrong? Like, look get the car wash, big deal, whatever. jam dude. Like, the pit crew comes running, shut the whole thing down. It was bad. So I feel like <laughs> we may need more
0: podcasts because I swear there's another story that somebody hinted at you or Brittany <laughs> or Lori or or somebody like. Oh, yeah. When they were going to pick you up, like that was. There's something somewhere else. But
1: the car wash one was, that was definitely. That's a big one. I mean, that's a yeah, no that joke. I, I, for a minute, was like sweating. I'm like, this is not good <laughs> at all. It's a sign. God, are you telling me something here? What's going on here? What are the odds? Well, now we got a, another inside joke. There you go. Car wash. Car wash. I'm going to go hit up the car wash on my way to Easter services. That's it. Get stuck. <laughs> and get stuck. I'm stuck. Pastor stuck in the car wash.
0: Well, hey, thanks for uh, coming in. I know you got stuff to do. You're a busy guy. (laughs) And I appreciate your time. We talked an awful lot about content and sharing the stage. So thanks for sharing your stage. And uh, anybody listening, you know, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, all those things because all that stuff matters. Uh, Even if you don't listen all the time, even if you don't tune in all the time, right, it helps to get the message out. And if this is a message that you think needs to get out, then... Uh, you got to help, right? God wants us all to be a part of this. It's it's not about me. It's not about Steven. It's not about you. It's about all of us. And uh, when we come together, just like we did on Sunday to help the yees move. Yep. Um, Strong together. Amazing things can happen. So, Thanks for coming in again, and uh, God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sweet Jesus. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Ice cream is sweet. Jesus is sweeter. He gives us peace. He's always there to talk to. He gives us strength for all that we need. He gets us through when the car in front of us jumps the tracks in a car wash. Amen. (laughs) Amen.